Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money that you want your money start working, hard, working harder for you now. I was getting so excited to smack my mic around, right? But uh, So that's the opposite of a mic drop. You know? But uh, anyways, guys, excited to have you on today because it's, it's really about creating cash flow and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you can live that life that you love with those that you love doing what you love. And guys, I, I'm so excited to have you guys here as Ripplers. You guys are creating and shaking up the world by creating prosperity for yourselves. Thank you for allowing me to create that ripple effect for you. Hey, as a reminder, guys, if you're in this situation, you're like, okay, Chris, we got money sitting on the sidelines. What can we do to get this paying us so things can change? Go ahead and feel free to check out our website, moneyripples.com. Not only is there great information there, but you can contact us and say, hey, what can you guys do to help me accomplish that? So anyways, reach out to us on moneyripples.com. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually earn double digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly. And you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So guys, if, you're, if you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. Okay, guys. So I got a, a returning guest here today. Uh, somebody I think I've had on at, at least two or three times minimum. Um, and if you haven't heard him on this show, you've probably heard us talk about him on your show. This is Lane Kabaoka. And if you've ever heard of Simple Passive cash flow. That is exactly uh, the podcast he's got, and it's the group that he has, this mastermind, and his, and everything that he does with that. Uh, Lane, just so you know, like I've known him for several years um, from a personal standpoint. Uh, you know, even though he's probably one of the few guys that's younger than I am, right? I thought I was a young guy compared to a lot of these old time people that we talk about from the investing perspective. He is on his game. He's had thousands and thousands of doors right now that he's managing and, and operating currently with syndications all over the country, whether it be Alabama, Phoenix, uh, you name it. He's got stuff everywhere. So he's a great operator, especially if you're a non-accredited investor, he's got deals there. And of course, he's, like I said, he's got his show, the Simple Passive Cash Flow, that you can check out. So Lane, welcome to our show. Hey, thanks for having me. Aloha, everybody. Yeah, that's right. You're in Hawaii. So uh Tell, for those that maybe have just joined maybe in the last few months, I haven't heard much about you. Tell us a little bit about your backstory and, and about you. Yeah. I, so I was a you know, working professional. My parents taught me to be really frugal, go to school, study hard, eventually became an engineer. I started investing in real estate in 2009. Um, just, you know, just, I just did turnkey rentals, nothing crazy, no house flipping, no wholesaling. Um, just bought rental after rental out of state. And around 2015, I think, what, what is that? Six years later, I had 11 rentals. And then I transitioned more as an accredited investor into syndications and private placements. And today, um, we want to operate and syndicate apartment buildings for investors. Yeah. 
And you, you can, it's interesting because with your story, you kind of zigged when everybody else zagged, right? Like you were zigging into real estate when people were freaking out and running away, but you were running towards the deals. What, when inspired you to do that? I mean, I, so I was an accidental landlord, right? Like I followed all that financial dogma that I know you talk about. Like I, I'm not a huge proponent for buying a house to live in, especially if you're financially responsible and you can get on the offense and go, yeah. you know, instead of buying a house in California or Hawaii, you can probably buy six, seven houses out in the Midwest Yeah, that just multiply your money. It's true. Yeah, I remember looking at Hawaii specifically and it was, it was a big deal there for sure. Like it's, Wait, you know, huge prices and crappy, you know, crappy rents, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's like, you know, both you and I are pretty passionate about this type of stuff. Like some, so many people make some bad financial decisions. I mean, mm. people in Hawaii here, you know, they, they'll go buy a house and they're financially or the cash flow screwed, right? They have this big mortgage payment, but yeah, they could have taken that money and, you know, the opportunity cost loss is huge with that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So tell, tell us what you see now. I mean, because you've, you've, you've been, especially with the, the apartment space, I, the question I often get from people is, okay, how are people paying rents? Like people are really scared to jump into real estate, especially if they haven't been in yet. If they don't have any experience in it, they're kind of wondering, is that even a good time? It sounds like from the, what the news is saying, like nobody's paying the rent anymore. It's, it's just chaos right now out there. What, what's been your experience lately? Yeah, I mean, as kind of an insider into the world, I mean, I think this is there's different paradigms out there right like mm -hmm. all the headlines you read are you know people are playing the game as tenants not mm -hmm. not paying their rents and squatting in houses i mean this is this is why we invest in more of these red states right where we have the yeah. landlord friendly laws on our side you know really you know we're more in the class b and the c asset class range a tenant range so they just don't do that stuff right mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i call i call it more it seems like people have honor Right. Like a lot of these yeah. places, if you can't pay, you can't stay. Um, <laughs> another big paradigm I, I'm seeing is like the, the mom and paw investors that own their own rental properties by themselves. I mean, those are the guys getting rocked. Right. Like right now, since the beginning of the year in January, rents have been on fire. Right? Yeah. It's going up a lot of places, four, five, six, seven percent plus mm -hmm. with the historical averages at two to three percent. The mom and pa landlords are still giving rent concessions because they're scared. They don't have all this big data on their side. They don't have the best yeah. practices that the big, the professional property managers do. So to me, it's a big paradigm shift between the pros and the amateurs out there. So, uh, so what, what is it you're doing differently or how are you um, dealing with this? Because now the moratorium, I know even in the blue states are starting to go away, right? Like now... And even if, if they are trying to keep them, then of course, courts are coming in saying, nope, you can't do it. This is ridiculous. Stop, right? Um, you know, what, what, what's, what do you foresee happening? Because from a lot of people's perspectives, even if that could be a good thing for us as landlords, you know, for us that own property, that could be a bad thing in other people's mind thinking, okay, now the economy is going to crash. People are going to fail because they can't make their, their, more, their rent payments and things like that. Do you see that really being the case? Or do you think that's just all hype because it's newsworthy? Well, I mean, there's uncertainty, right? And what's life without a little uncertainty? Um, up until this point, the deadline has been kind of getting pushed and pushed. But, the, you know, the professionals, professional property managers, they know how to evict people and get out regardless, yeah. right? If, essentially, if the tenant does not exhaust every single option that there is out there, government assistance programs, um, they're not, they, can be, they can be outed. Right. And this is the stuff that the amateurs just don't know. 
Um, and a lot of our properties, I mean, the property manager that we have will actually sit down with the person and you know help them fill out the government assistance and get their get their money that way, whether they really need it or not. I mean, mm -hmm. it's free money out there. It's the way we see it, and, and yeah. we're just trying to help them get it. Um, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, it, we we don't know, right? But I, one thing I know for sure is like you know that this glut of America, the lower middle class. I mean, where are they going to go? And mm -hmm. if it's also going to be impacting the higher end. And if that's the case, that's the whole thesis behind investing in workforce housing, that yeah. the cascading effect of the A's moving to the B's, the B's moving to the Z's. Um, potentially, there might be some, you know, some kind of chaotic, chaotic couple months ahead. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, that's why you have cash reserves and working capital. But I wouldn't imagine you see more than 10% in a stabilized building. You know, mm -hmm. move around and play that musical chair game. Yeah. And it's just not, I don't just don't see that happening. And I was going to ask you, like, how do you prevent against that? And you kind of mentioned it, obviously having cash reserves, working capital, things like that. And what are, what are some other things you're, you're doing right now to minimize that risk, even if something more like that were to happen? Yeah. I mean, the, the safety gaps is like, first, what is your break even point? Right. Yeah. You got to pick up the right building. Most yeah. people will say, well, you, you buy, you make your money on the get get go, but I kind of say, you know, you, you got to go into a deal that cash flows strongly so that your occupancy can drop. Now, yeah. this is more like a speak of commercial real estate, right? You talked in terms of occupancy where mm -hmm. typically 92% occupancy is considered full, right? Yeah. You, don't, you don't really want to have a 95% plus occupied building. If not, your rents are too low and there's like a nice optimal sweet spot between 90 and 95%. Yeah. Some of the more tertiary markets, you might be in the high 80s percents, but it's still in this range. If mm -hmm. you have a solid building with good management and something, not any huge glaring issues, you really should be above 85% in most major markets. So the break-even point on a lot of these deals are maybe around in the, some even 50s, some like as high as like the 70% range. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't happen. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's kind of that, I'm sure you talk to a lot of your guys about like, oh, what happens if nobody rents my house? You're like, uh -huh. it's hard to explain that, right? Like, don't worry, somebody will rent your house, right? You know, at some point, yeah, at some point, right? You know, there's, there'll be a college for you to go to, you know, every, there's a college for everybody, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's kind of that phenomenon, right? And, yeah. and apartment buildings will typically stay above 80% if you run it horribly. Yeah. And that's even if you run it badly. Right. 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 Yeah. And I know you, you, like, I see your stuff, like with the deals I'm in with you and, you know, 90% occupancy at first, I used to think like, Oh, that's kind of low. Is something going wrong? Like went from 91 to 90, but really that's not even a big concern, especially if you're cash flowing well above and beyond that occupancy rate. You know, that's, that's right. really what's important. And I, I like what you said there about, you know, Kiyosaki saying it's when you buy it, but that might be true in traditional housing, but that's not true necessarily with, with apartment as much where, there is always about what kind of profit do we really get out of this thing, you know? Right. Or what kind of cash flow, right? Because the cash flow is oxygen. Oxygen yeah. keeps us alive in, in bad times and rocky times. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have that extra cash flow coming in regardless. And so where do you see opportunity right now? Like now that things are kind of, you know, it's always been in flux. It's never stops, right? There's always crap going on in the world. So where are you, where are you looking right now? Where do you see opportunities coming in in the, in the future for you? 
Well, I, I see it just in kind of the major markets, um, mm-hmm. some tertiary markets, but just kind of finding those deals where the sellers are a little bit distressed, they want to sell. Yeah. We haven't had that big commercial real estate bump in prices that we've seen with residential pricing over the last year. Right. I mean, residential prices more dictated on emotions and, you know, in a way, supply and demand, where in this case, supply is just not hitting the market, right? That's why the prices mm-hmm. are high. Yeah. Uh, who knows where demand is, right? God knows. Yeah. But apparently, supply is so low right now is why prices are high. But commercial real estate over the past year and a half, the cap rates maybe came down by a quarter percent, which means that the prices get higher. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't really jumped as much as the residential side, which to me makes me uneasy that, you know, once you start to see the, the data, the GDP mm-hmm. numbers start to hit, you know, four or five, six percent for a few quarters in a row. Yeah. That's when you're going to see the commercial assets really jump or in terms of you know, cap rates might come down another quarter point or maybe even a half a point, mm-hmm. which means these prices of these apartments, I mean, instead of but a $47 time, million dollar building, 55 yeah. million, 60 million. Right. Yeah. Especially if it's lagging behind, that might be the time right now to be able to secure those deals and get in while it's lower. Right. That's time the buy was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and I like, I mentioned you're in the tertiary markets. Like you're not in these, you know, big cities, which is what, what a lot of the news focus on anyways. They talk about the bigger cities and what's going on there, the inner city type stuff, but you're staying in these more even keel type communities, aren't you? Right. Right. I mean, major markets for sure. Right. But they're not your primary markets like Seattle, California, mm-hmm. New York, Boston. Yeah. Miami. It's the same thing, like the same ideas, the turnkey world theories, right? The, mm-hmm. Your secondary markets. Um, and then maybe pick, pick a tertiary market in here. I mean, that's how I look at my personal portfolio, right? Most of my yeah. assets, most of my holdings are in major markets, but I like little sleeper picks because you can get, find stronger deals there. Um, cap rates are higher, which signifies mm-hmm. less stability. But there's a better chance, you know, if you're thinking about in terms of like you're fishing in a different pond, mm-hmm. right? It might be a smaller yeah. pond, but there's less people fishing. Yeah. You know, just got to catch that right fish. And so, or some people are fantasy football fans, right? right? This time of year, right? You, got, you go after your main guys, right? And your mm-hmm. competitors are going after main people too. Well, what's really going to differentiate your portfolio? Well, it's the sleeper picks, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, those are the game changers. That's right. Yeah, I know a lot of people I hear always, you know, almost everybody seems like they're talking about Phoenix, right? It's like, oh, Phoenix, Phoenix. And I'm like, man, with how many deals people are trying to grab at Phoenix, it's got to be so competitive and, and almost tougher to find it there. I wonder where else we could be looking, you know? Right, right. So, so Phoenix, Dallas, Houston, you mm-hmm. know, Atlanta, those are all like, those are like your front, your first round, second round picks, right? Those yeah. are your LeBron James. I don't know any football players. I don't watch football these days anymore. But, you know, those are your first round picks. And I got half of my portfolio of those types of markets. It's hard to find deals, though, though yeah. there, right? And a lot of people manipulate numbers mm-hmm. to make the deals work there, which is the problem, right? It's hard to, even if you, most passive investors, they only invest off of, oh, it's Phoenix. I like Phoenix. Right? Yeah. They, they can't tell the difference between a good Phoenix deal and bad Phoenix deal. That's right. Um, but yeah, like some tertiary markets are off the top of my head. Um, you know, like uh, uh, you know, like a lot of Carolinas, um, oh. like a Nashville, 
Tennessee, yeah. Huntsville, Alabama, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Like those are kind of some tertiary markets right off the top of my head. In terms of states, I like Arizona, Texas, Georgia, mm-hmm. Alabama, Florida, Carolinas. I think if you you know you take those five six states, mm-hmm. they're gonna beat the other forty five yeah. any day. I'd agree with that, definitely. Awesome, man. Well, I know I know you've got lots of opportunities. I mean, uh, tell us a little bit about if people want to follow you or even get to know the deals you're doing right now and want to follow you and get to know you better. What's the best way they can do that? Yeah, um, they can go to my podcast, Go Passive Cash Flow, um, Passive Real Estate Investing. I started it talking a lot about single family homes, but you know, it's kind of more of a follow my journey, get to you know where I'm accredited around podcasts eighty or hundred. And then I kind of invested more for cash flow and large syndications and private placements. And then as you work with a lot of your clients, right, it becomes less of an investing game yeah. and more of a tax, um, the infinite banking, the legal, and then the legacy creation, right? Yeah. And, and this is why I like, together. right, right. And I think a lot of people in kind of the bigger pockets land, they're kind of stuck in the first, the 1.0 yeah. stage. Yeah. Right? And until your net worth gets to be about a million, this other stuff doesn't really open up. Mm-hmm. But if you keep flipping houses and wholesaling houses and doing all this active stuff, you never, you never get to the other stuff that yeah. I think moves the needle more. Totally. Totally agree. Well, guys, definitely check out simplepassivecashflow.com. Check out Lane's stuff. He's got a great podcast, got great information, wealth of knowledge, really. Like I even follow him on LinkedIn as well. And and we even have our personal conversation. There's so much you can learn from Lane. So definitely go check that out. And again, Lane, thank you for your time and generosity and in, in, uh, work with us today. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Everybody else, you know, again, like we'll have this all in the show notes, but remember, it's not about the stuff that's all hyped up, right? It's about, like he was saying, like some of the stuff, the best deals fly under the radar. And those are the people you want to be in contact with. You want to have their own team to help you create your own wealth to allow you to be able to find the best deals and the best things to help you create wealth today. So guys, make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.